remember right after graduating from college, I had one core friend backpacking throughout Asia and Europe for a while. We all have some version of this friend or this story. As I've gotten older, I've met probably 12 to 15 other people that did this. The flip side of the whole deal is that you all have friends who dive into work at 16, 18, 22, whenever, and start hustling and earning money. Those people maybe have less quote-unquote fun in their 20s, but theoretically the idea is that they can have fun at different points with saved money and then later on. Unless you have a trust fund, the idea of backpacking around Europe and Asia is probably less feasible. I turned 39 a few weeks ago, and broadly I'm okay with my experiences thus far, although I wish I had invested more time in my career back in the day. Well, I did work at this place briefly in 2018 in the cybersecurity industry. I had to go to Kansas City for an orientation, and I met Stephen McFarland, who kind of has a similar focused on career later than others may have path. He's a cool dude and now starting to make big career moves, so I thought I'd have him on this show. This is a shorter episode because we spent some time at the beginning catching up on the place we worked together, and a lot of that wouldn't interest most people, so I killed it. But the stuff about the trade-offs we make in early to mid-adulthood is important for a lot of people, so I thought that was a good essence here. Let's get into it. We're going to start with a little bit on management. If a manager is good at their job, they should essentially make themselves unnecessary, right? Like there's yep. no there's no reason for a manager to be taking on more stuff. Like if they're good, the people under them should know what to do, know how to be successful, advance themselves, et cetera. And like the manager is thus redundant, right? right. So but what I've learned so far or gleaned and i'm sorry to step on you there yeah you're good um is that what i've seen from good management is you just clear the plate of your employees and let them go work and you take all the bs and you deal with that and then you just let them do their job right block and tackle man that's what you should be doing and Um, take investment in your people like yeah try to try to engage with them and promote them and you'll be good because then they'll want to they'll want to at least come into work and feel like they have some sort of connection with their management. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. So I realize I've got to get off the phone in about half an hour. So <laughs> you want to dive into what you want to talk about? Yeah, sure. So um, I guess like uh, walk me through um, kind of like I think what would be interesting. <laughs> um, I think what would be interesting is like you kind of like you did some of the um, the quote unquote life uh, check marks like later than uh, people tend to do them. So right. I would like broadly speaking, like, OK, I'm going to put you on the spot so you don't have to okay. have like some amazing answer to this question. But uh, across your 30s and 40s like what are some of the biggest things you feel like you've learned um either about yourself or about like the world that we inhabit or whatever you know just like because i'm big on like personal evolution even though maybe i don't do such a good job of it all the time here's the thing you don't 
it's always tough to recognize something in the moment, especially when it's larger. Like, okay, so one of my life goals, I never really realized it until I was like, I don't know, like a few years ago. But when I was in like sixth grade, they're like, oh, what are some things you want to do? And what did I write down? I want to live in Europe. I'd totally forgotten about that. Like <laughs> through my 20s and 30s and all that. And I come back and I'm like, oh, wow, I accomplished one of my life goals. And I didn't even remember it was one of them. Like I remember I wanted to be a helicopter pilot when I was in like seventh grade. Like I had helicopters up all over my like walls and stuff in my bedroom and things like that, along with the, you know, Lamborghini and the pictures of the models and all that sort of stuff. But like I was so into helicopters and wanted to do that. And then I realized when I got closer to the age uh, where that might become a possibility, I was not really or at least I didn't believe I was cut out for uh, military material. So I, you know, just transitioned and was like, oh, well, what do I want to do? Am I like, I have no idea. I'm not, this is going way further back <laughs> than you asked about in your 30s and 40s. And this is just taking the long view of it. Right. But I knew I needed or my expectation for myself was that I would get a college degree. Well, I went to college and I, I messed around too much and I went to too many parties. I drank too much. I smoked too much. And it took me like, I, I dropped out for a year, which worried my parents, but they did a very good job of not trying to shove it onto me. Of course, neither of them had gone to college. So that made it a bit easier, even right. though like my mom's brothers and sisters, like some of them had, so there was some college education within the family already, um, but she didn't push it, and, but it was my own goal, you know, so I wanted to complete that. And I finally did after like seven years out of high school. And I grabbed philosophy just because it was the one that would get me out of college the, the quickest because I was just through with college, which is ironic because then like a few years later, uh, I went back, you know, so I get out of college. I go move to Chicago where I have a couple of friends, a little bit of distant family try to make it on my own turns out that didn't work so well uh i'd worked in a foundry there uh because i my last semester at college i'd taken a foundry class as one of my general electives and just freaking loved it so i was like i have no idea what i want to do why not try and do in this thing that i liked um so i did that for a while and that ended up not working perfectly because the owner had different ideas for what he wanted me to do than what I was really capable of at the time. Basically he wanted a successor and I wasn't ready for it. You know, I was like 24 and still going out and drinking all the time and not paying any attention at all to my career. It's like, Oh, no, I'd like to see you here at five 45 every morning. Cause we started at six because for business purposes in Chicago, like six to nine, the electricity uh, was billable at a lesser rate. And we used electric furnaces. So right. they use a lot of electricity when you're trying to get a piece of metal from room temperature to, you know, if it's aluminum, 1800 degrees, or if it's bronze, like 2300 degrees, takes a lot of energy. Um, so we tried to do everything in the morning for the pouring, and then we just prep everything after that and later in the afternoon so that he didn't charge as much money and stuff like that. And I just, I wasn't ready for management at that point. It wasn't something I was looking for or dreaming of. I was just like, Hey, let's live life, you know? Um, and then I later went back and got another, after I got let go from that job because I wasn't meeting his expectations of what he wanted, 
I transitioned into another job and then got a foundry job back in Lawrence. And then after working at a foundry there for a year, I figured there was an artist there that we were making a lot of art for. But it was like if you pick like the elongated figures of Giacometti, but then translated into the ballerinas that they got, it was like slamming those two together. And the dude, we were making tons of sculptures of his and they sucked. Like they were just boring, dull and didn't excite me at all. And I'm like, I can do that. And of course it turns out you really can't. It's a, he, the reason he was doing so well was marketing and he'd spent 10 years as a marketer. Uh, so he knew all about that and how to promote himself and you know what he was doing. And he had a better idea about business and things like that. So uh, I, I went to art school, met a Belgian girl there. That's how I ended up moving to Belgium. Um, but through that whole process, it's like just growing and starting to do your life goals or like what's in your, I've always been a medium term person more than longer term. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like, Oh, first thing I'm doing is I am going to save to pay off my student loans. So I'm going to not go out as much. Okay. That was perfectly fine. And then I was doing good on that. And I was like, man, I want to go back to school. And then all the loans went on hold because I was in school. Um, but I concentrated on like paying my way through college and yep. you know still having a bit of a life and going to Europe on top of it. And so I did that like three or four times. Um, and by Europe, I also mean the larger world, especially the last time I went, uh, which was 2007. I, I was like, I was gone for four months. I worked two months in Belgium in a museum, Paul Delvaux museum, shout out. Um, He's like the second most famous surrealist artist in Belgium, which means huh. no one outside of Belgium knows who he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the most famous one is Rene Magritte. Like, right. everyone pretty much knows Magritte, or if you show him a picture, they're like, oh, yeah, I know that dude. Um, and so I just concentrated on like medium term goals and, and what do I want to do and what do I want to accomplish. But through that whole process, you're growing and you're, you're, you're changing your ideas about what's important. Right. And I think that's the important thing is it's not uh, like, oh, boom, 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 which, you know, some people can do that. I'm not one of them. And I don't know. I'm not either. And I think it's, it's more of a gradual thing that you just come to it. Like as a small example, when I was a, in high school, I love Metallica and, you know, bands of that ilk. Couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. Hair bands, you name it. By the time I was 25, what was I listening to? Lots and lots of blues and jazz, which wasn't even on my radar when I was younger. Right. Like, and that's just one example. Now, I still listen to a lot of jazz. I also listen to Indian ragas and, you know, a bunch of other stuff and throw in classical music every once in a while. Very rare, but, you know, every once in a while. Um, what do what I read it changes over time. What I'm interested in changes over time. So in, in that's one thing that annoys me about our larger culture, you know, uh, Bush, like you're either with us or you're against us. Wait, what happened to the world? Like where in the world is everything so black and white your whole life? Like that's the sign of a intelligent person. I feel like is someone who's able to grow and change their ideas when they get new information. Yep. See, like I've one thing that I thought was interesting that you were talking about, because I feel like I've encountered this in like four different pockets is like I just 
<clears throat> and I think I probably need to grow up around some side of this, but like, I just feel like in my thirties, one thing that I've, uh, keep, uh, or I keep seeing is that like careers are like necessary in a capitalism, but I don't really put like that much thought into it. And I probably could be better about that just because I feel like you go to so many different places and it's all kind of the same BS. And I feel like, uh, it's kind of a mix of two things you were talking about. I feel like I was able to assimilate new information and kind of like what my priorities were changed. Like I care a little bit more about flexibility than stability maybe, but then when you have down periods, it's harder. Um, but I don't know. I just like, I look around me and obviously like social media invites a lot of comparison and that can be a thief of joy. Right. But like you said, there are a lot of like bang, bang, bang box checking type people out there. And sometimes I wonder like if I would be more conventionally successful if I was that type of person and I might be, but then it's also like, should you really have regrets about like growing and experiencing different things, you know? That's like kind of what I struggle with sometimes. Right. And and here's the thing. I struggle with that as well. Like I didn't have an idea for a career until I started my job in the secure operations center at Optiv. Right. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I was poking around. I tried actuarial work, passed a couple of actuarial exams, couldn't find a job in the field. Um, so I was just throwing my my net out there for anything I could do because – what I was doing was a job and I, I was ready to have a career because I'd done a lot of personal growth. Like, and I was happy about that, but I'd come to the realization that, well, I, the personal growth was great. I would never be anywhere close to the person I am if I hadn't had done all my travel, if I hadn't lived overseas, if I hadn't gone on safari, if I hadn't visited Petra, you know, if, if I haven't, gone around and experienced a lot of the world, you know, my, my view would probably be a lot smaller than it is, but my career would probably be a lot further along, which would help my retirement and where I'm at at the moment. So I'm trying to make up for lost time by having a career, a late, I guess, a late age career. Right. So this is what I plan on doing until I'm 70. Cause I don't imagine I can retire before I'm 70. So I realized uh, that's what I needed to lay out now. Like I want to put limits on it for my own personal satisfaction, you know, like family time and the ability to do what I want to do. But all that early stuff that other people were concentrating on their career, well, they get in later life to do what they want to do later maybe, you know. That's right. just if you happen to pick the right career and if you're successful at it. Right. That's so, like a it's like at least I've already taken care of that part. You know, I've seen the world and right. I want to see more of it, but you know, I, I now have a game plan of what I'm doing with it. So it's, it's very helpful, but like I would have regrets either way, either the way I did it where I got to do it all at the beginning, but I don't have a career until late. Or if you do the reverse, Oh, I have a career early, but I can do what I want later. Either way you do it, you're going to have regrets. That, oh, yeah. you, you always look back and think I should have done it the other way. That's it's impossible not to do that. So therefore, I I recognize that and I just refuse to give in to that. 
It's like, no, that's just negative thinking. It's not going to do you any good. Enjoy what you did because it was very enjoyable. And like I said, I wouldn't be who I was today if it wasn't for all that. 